saying no. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to the From the Fabricator podcast. I'm your host, Max Perlstein. It is great to be back once again this month with you. Thank you for joining me. We've got a, a great podcast. Again, three interesting, different sort of guests from different parts of our world, all bringing some uh, interesting, unique uh, perspective. So I'm looking forward to playing it all for everybody out there. Thank you so much for checking it out. As always, this podcast is brought to you by MyGlassClass.com, the ultimate learning tool for the glass and glazing industry available 24 7 365 myglassclass.com check it out made by the national glass association made by people in the nga and this industry for people in this industry so you can count on that info and that training being correct and right on at all times myglassclass.com all right enough of me talking let's get to our guests we're going to kick things off this month with joe herb of Quanix, followed by a couple of interesting guys, Nico Sanchez of Solite Systems, first time meeting him, and then Charles Lubecki of Q Railing to wrap things up. Here we go. Okay, okay. To kick things off this month, I am thrilled to have Joe Erb, uh, National Account Manager and Commercial Sales for Quanex. You can find them online at Quanex.com. A great brand. And Joe, one of the uh, easily one of the most respected people in our industry. So it's a, a big thrill for me to have you on the podcast. Joe, thanks for doing it. Uh, absolutely, Max. Wouldn't miss it. Uh, when you gave the invitation, I, uh, I was honored and, and uh, ecstatic to be able to get online here with you and just uh, to talk about the industry. You and I have been around it around the block a couple of times. So uh, we have. thank you we again have. for the invite. My pleasure. My pleasure. And, and like I said, you, you definitely cut through a lot of different things because you're you're connected to so many different people. You, you have a unbelievable knowledge base, great company, the whole shooting match. And we'll cover all of that today. Uh, and it's just great that I can get you to talk and chop it up. So this is uh, kind of a cool thing for me on every level. But I know you pretty well, but I know that there are parts of the, of the industry that may not know you very well. So let's start with you and personally, uh, you know, you know, where'd you grow up and uh, your path to this uh, wild and wonderful industry we're in? No, I appreciate that, Max. Yeah, it's been a wild ride for this industry. I started out, um, you know, I've, I've been a Buckeye all my life. I know that pains you to hear that, uh, being from Michigan. But uh, yep. no, we, um, we've, uh, my wife and I have been in Ohio all of our life, uh, raised three kids. Uh, we were talking earlier and, and I'm uh, empty nesting it right now, Max. Amazing. My first week as an empty nester. We've got three wonderful kids. Um, Again, it's been a great industry to grow up in. And, you know, I started out, you know, went to university, engineering degree, Kent State, and then right out of that really just jumped into this, this crazy ride of a fenestration industry that we're in and uh, haven't really looked back. It's, it's been a lot of fun um, working for the company Quantix and EdgeTech prior to that, yeah. um, before Quantix acquired us in 2011. And, you know, 30 years almost of uh, getting a chance to really meet some amazing people in this industry, uh, getting involved in a lot of the associations early on. I was fortunate enough to be asked to step into that role and getting to know a lot of the folks in the industry through that. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been, a, been a great ride. It, it, you know, and I didn't know you. It's funny. I didn't know you went to Kent. So that that's uh, that's new for me. And what's interesting is later on in the show, I have Charles Lubecki from Q Railing who went to Ball State. So and I went to Ohio. So we've got a little Mac conference thing going on here. Uh, I, I screwed up with 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 our other guest, Nico. He he didn't go to any Mac schools, so he's kind of left out on this. But I, I didn't know you went to Kent. And you and and so that that's that's uh, that that that's news for me. And uh, 
uh, you know, there there are quite a few Kent players in our industry too. So that's nice to see that uh, that you're there and you were able to take it. And and you were at Edge Tech, and then in at Edge Tech, uh, like you said, bought by Quantix. Uh, you know, Quantix is uh, is is a, an incredible company, uh, and you're a big part of it. And uh, you you've you've uh, learned and grown quite a bit while you were there. Oh, it's it's been great. Uh, the company has been great. The culture here is wonderful. Again, twenty ninth going on thirty years here, and and you don't stay if you're not having a great time and and love what you're doing. And uh, got the fortunate opportunity to start at the ground floor when we opened up our facility in Cambridge. You know, six uh, six or so of us starting out down there, getting right right out on the ground floor operations and uh, and managing a production line, and then moving into the technical aspects of the company. Uh, managing tech services team and nice. uh, moved from there into more of the technical capacity, the national account management. And uh, really it was, uh, it was this job that has opened my eyes to the world and, and all this happening out there. I never really traveled a lot until I started with the company. And since then, 23, 24 countries under the belt in most of the States. And it's been a, been great meeting a lot of wonderful, uh, much smarter people than me. But again, surround yourself with great people and great things can happen. So no, no doubt, no doubt. And you do, you do get around. There's no question. Uh, I, I'm always impressed with your travel schedule and how active you are. So let's talk about, you know, the, the market overall, the products. Uh, and, and one of the things that you've always been passionate about, and that's the one, one of the, you know, 20 different items that I like about you, the traits about you is that you are passionate about you know, improving what we have out in the marketplace. Uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, us stepping up as an industry to provide it. But, uh, you know, high performance products, are, are we are we we pushing? Are we finally getting over that hump? You know, obviously, Quantix is known for its spacer and other, you know, products that are in that high performance realm. And you, you've had, you were on the front line of that before people would even consider putting in higher performing sort of products. Are we finally over that hump and really rolling forward with good products uh, for our IGUs and our, and our, our systems overall? I think we are, Max. And I think it depends on where you're at in, in this whole, um, you know, process uh, from an industry, whether it's here over in Europe or uh, anywhere else in the world, I think you're, uh, and even if you look at residential versus commercial, the residential market, as you probably know, I know we both uh, work and live in the commercial space, but I've had a chance to work on both sides of that uh, aisle, if you will. And residential has been earlier adopters of a lot of the warm edge technologies. Um, some of that's probably driven by necessity. I mean, um, part of its necessity, the energy star and, and things like that drove it. But I think there's also, um, you know, the opportunity for, um, you know, in residential, the, own, the homeowner is the purchaser of those products. Right. Where in commercial, you've got a little more risk-averse risk uh, market and you've got bigger buildings. You've got a lot of things where people are a little less likely to jump into something brand new. Uh, and a lot of times the owner is not the one living in that building. And, and right. I hate to say that, but sometimes that is a motivator as well. Yeah. But I think uh, to your question, Max, I really do think we are at a point in, in the States here, especially where uh, there isn't uh, a lot of... Uh, question that warm edge is here to stay i right. think that uh higher performance framing technologies are here to stay and i think our industry brings a lot of that in uh in proven products that's just a matter of uh taking it mainstream now yeah. and, so it's exciting to be there and, and, and i'm thrilled for you because this has been something that you've worked on for so many years you know and and and, and you're talking about chopping at the wood you know just chopping and chopping and chopping <laughs> 
I, I give you a lot of credit for for hanging in there because you had to, you know, our industry is very slow to change. And like you had said on the commercial side, you know, architects, you know, they, at least in the US versus Europe are are not, you know, hungry to be those early adopters at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's why I had to ask, are we over that hump yet? Because you personally have, I mean, I'm talking years uh, of you really singing the praises of we got to move to this. This is a product that we have to have, whether it is the warm edge technology in the space or the other, you know, framing products. Uh, so you got to feel pretty good that we're finally getting over that hump. It is. It's it's rewarding to see that. And, and Max, we're, you know, from Quantix's perspective, I mentioned having traveled the globe, we are selling our products and proven technologies in, I would say, 90 plus countries in, wow. in the world. And wow. that same high performance technology has been and is available and been proven in other markets that, um, you know, I think maybe some of those markets adopted it earlier because the pain points, uh, the, whether it's labor, whether it's the energy codes, whether it's, you know, we're motivated by things that are either pain points or by an overwhelming value proposition, right? And, and I think some of those countries where our products have been proven, um, you know, have, have really been able to demonstrate how the product does make a difference in stateside. We're feeling a lot of those same pressure and pain points now with the energy codes, the cost of energy, labor. I mean, you and I both know labor yeah. is a huge issue right now. And so I think all of these have come together and really uh, driven our industry to recognize that there are real and tangible benefits that can be had uh, through the performance of the products, but also in the way that those products are put together, whether it's the framing, the IGs with automated uh, lines that take the reduction of labor, but still produce higher quality, higher output. Uh, those are all things that I think as owners, operators of, of companies producing high performance windows and doors and curtain walls uh, and glass and glazing, they, they're looking for those solutions right now. And, and unfortunately, so far, our industry has really been able to step up and bring that to the table. Needed, needed that. And then finally, to get to that point. And again, I'm, I'm with Joe Herb, National Account Manager, Commercial Sales at Quanex. Check them out at Quanex.com uh, for their full range and incredible range of products. Uh, you know, the one thing, again, I, that I like about what you've always brought to the table is that you always respected the facility, the operational side of things. Like you would have a new product, but you also knew that that product had to, 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 you know, get into the the plant and work correctly and be efficient, and 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 so that made you know sense. And so, uh, I mean, you you've been able to do that. Now, next steps on technical areas. What else are we we possibly missing and not focusing on? I think we're finally over the hump in some areas, like I mentioned. But what else do we need to be focusing on as an industry to get better at? You know, I think one of the areas that we're really challenged with right now uh, have been for uh, for a while with the pandemic. You know, you know, working through the, the legacy challenges of that, the labor, um, you know, that that has really been a challenge for us, getting not just people to come to work in the factories, getting people to install these pro products out onto the building. But I think engaging others to recognize what our industry has to offer. I think that to me is, is one of the big challenges of our day, um, getting, uh, getting the younger generation to recognize that there is a good career to be had in this industry. We've got a lot of, you and I know a, a number of guys that have retired over the last three to five years that there's a lot of knowledge that is, uh, that is probably out, uh, you know, Doing, doing a lot of things that retired folks do that I don't know much about yet, but uh, hopefully too. get there someday. But, uh, you know, those those guys are moving on and 
that leaves a void for us. And I think we've got to continue to do our best to foster uh, a culture that really gets people engaged in our industry and gets to, to learn what we have to offer while we still have those around that are, that are bringing the experience along with the advancements in the new technology. I think that's the, the critical crux we're at right now is, is bringing that experience and that, that um, desire for new technologies together so we get the best of those both worlds with the next generation that's going to take us some great places and build some great buildings. No doubt, no doubt, you're you're dead on. Got and I got to focus on that next generation. Got to get them up there and get them trained. And you know, especially on the technical side, I, I think partly on the technical side, you just need those years of experience. You know, but right now we're in a world where there's not a lot of patience. Uh, you know, right. you know, for that, but we still have to to develop it because that brain drain is real and uh and and a little bit concerning. How about Quantix? Let's talk and switch over to the focus on your company. Anything new and exciting coming down the pike? Uh, the one thing about you guys, you're always innovating, you're never stopping, always innovating. Anything new to be aware of uh, that Quantix is putting out? You know, as you know, Max, we've we've always kind of been known for our warm edge space or technology, but there's so much more to Quantix. Um, as as I continue to to add years and and as I get to know more of our our individual business units and and divisions that we have amongst us, um, there's so much more that we have available. I think recently we've also seen a shift in how we think of ourselves. Um, you know, I think we've we've always been great at extruding products, uh, whether it's the vinyl extrusions for commercial framing or it's extrusions uh, for making warm edge spacers. You know, we have a, a lot of core capabilities that we're really starting to focus on because that's what next generation technologies are really going to require companies that have the ability to take core competencies and capabilities and develop those into products. Uh, but our focus is really on our capabilities and what we can bring um, to the marketplace. And um, you've probably seen it if you've been out on our website, you, you've seen the uh, part of something bigger uh, is, is a new brand uh, name, name and a uh, tagline. And it's, it's so much more than a tagline, Max. I mean, this is a message that I have, I have felt this from the beginning when it was EdgeTech is that yep. we all play an important part, whether, we, uh, whether we're taking orders or whether we're out on the factory floor, whether we're running the company, all of us play an important part, but our products, pay, our products play an important part in, in solving challenges for our customers. And that in turn solves problems for consumers. And so we're all part of this and all of us have got to do our part to make it all be successful. And, and I think that's one of the things you'll see with Quantix as, as we move forward is a, a, a shift in, in some of the focus of uh, our core capabilities, because there are some, you know, there's some really cool and new and innovative technologies that are coming out as well. Um, mm -hmm. Can't talk a lot about those right now, maybe come to Glassfield, see some of that, but there you uh, go. Um, you know, it's, um, it's exciting where we, where we're at, and it's also exciting where the industry is at and where we're taking, um, bringing some really, really neat things, uh, again, based on necessity, based on where some of the codes are driving us, but based on, um, the availability of some of the technologies that let us do some really unique things with glass and uh, glazing in the building. Can't wait. Can't wait. We'll talk a little bit about glass build uh, momentarily. And I just love the, I love the focus and I love, I love the new, uh, you know, branding and the, the focus. And, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, we, as an industry appreciate that. I mean, Quantix has been a great, you know, since, you know, edge tech was a tremendous company uh, with great people and your, yourself included. And then I think Quantix has fit right in uh, very, very, you know, seamlessly uh, and just kept on growing and growing and doing it the right way. Right. A great supporter of our industry things like glass build. I'm always grateful for, for you and the Quantex team for always supporting. 
Well, and, and Max, one of the exciting things is that we're not done with, with acquisitions. As you know, we, we just recently had the LMI was the, was the recent acquisition. And that's just yet another one of the, the core capabilities that we've invested in because we know polymers and we know technologies like that. But when we invest in companies like the now Quantics Custom Mixing, um, that's going to allow us to open doors to not only enhance existing product lines that we have, but open up other sectors of the market that, uh, you know, I think there's some really exciting uh, times ahead for where we're going to go and uh, look forward to sharing those as we can. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So I'm with Joe Herb, uh, National Account Manager, Commercial Sales at Quantix, Quantix.com. You can uh, check out everything we've been talking about on that website. Uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, a fun one. Uh, Joe, has, as some of you may or may not know, is a world-class runner. He, is, uh, he, he runs everywhere he goes. So if, he, if he's been to, uh, what you said, 30 or 40 different countries in every every different state, he's run in all of those places and and, and had a nice run. And so I had, I, I'm curious, so I was formulating this blog when I, when I was out running, I was thinking, I wonder what the craziest thing that has ever happened to Joe on on a run, uh, and, and so I'll preface this by saying, for me lately, it's been it's been dogs lately. They're coming out of the woodwork at me uh, every time I'm out, especially when I'm in Florida. There, there's no electric fences in Florida. There are no fences in Florida. These dogs just come out of the woodwork to chase me down the street, and I'm scared to death at this point. Even though I have five dogs at home, I'm scared of every dog that chases me. Joe, uh, craziest thing that's happened to you on one of your uh, many many runs? Well, you know, you kind of started it out with uh, world world-class uh, runner and I, I'm not sure about that part I, I guess the world part yes I traveled <laughs> and, and and ran the world but there you um, go you know the dogs are the dogs are definitely a scary thing and uh, I've had a couple of those incidences uh, running New York City and crossing some of the streets there cars had a couple of close calls there uh, that, that get a little scary but um you know, in all seriousness, though, the running part of it, it's uh, it's fun and it's exciting for me, though. It's it's being able to experience where you're at, um, whether it's New Zealand, whether it's, you know, Japan, China, Germany uh, yeah. or here anywhere here in the U.S., being able to see the architecture and see the culture of the people and the, the place you're at from your feet versus a, an Uber ride or a cab or um, you know, going from airport to hotel, it changes your perspective of the culture and the people that you're working with. And uh, you can get up and close and personal. Uh, I know uh, a couple of our industry folks, they do that a lot. You know, they're yeah. out there in their video and capturing a lot of the buildings that we do out there and the glass and, uh, and all that we do. So for me, that's where, where the running part is really enjoyable. And it lets me somewhat stay in shape so I can eat the food that I uh, love to eat as well when I'm in these places. So you're good. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You're good. And, and I, I like the, the fact that you brought up about running in different countries because uh, Dusseldorf with going to, to Glass Tech, you know, for me, especially this last time, because I think I was in the best shape of my life this last time. And I went off for a run and I just, I, I had a specific kind of distance and timing in mind, but I was so taken by as I'm running down the Rhine and I'm looking at everything. I, I mean, I went way, way further than I planned. <laughs> Way further uh, because I got lost in it, even though I had some music in the headphones. But it was just seeing everything, and and yeah, you're right. You 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 pass it in a cab, and it might be neat to see. But it's one thing to pass it when you're, you you can touch it, sort of thing. And I ran oh, way right. too long, way too long. Been uh, there, but, so yeah. So you know, know the feeling. Been there, and that's what I thought about when you're telling about running through New Zealand. I'd be, I'd do the same thing. I would just just get caught up in it. So that's pretty cool. I don't, and I don't know, Max, you probably uh, don't appreciate this, but you are some of the motivation for me doing some of the running. And uh, if, if your audience isn't, uh, doesn't mind, and if they're on video, I, yes. I don't know if you remember the shirt. The, I love uh, it. 
the shirts that don't stop, stop running. It's a, it's a great motivation. And again, I think it's, whether it's running, whether it's swimming, whether it's anything else, I mean, if you can enjoy that when, if you are out about when you're doing that as part of your work travel, um, you know, I, I encourage it as you have found, it's, it's a great way to engage with those that you're working with in that area. Um, but no, thanks for bringing up the you fun one, and yeah, watch out for the dogs. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You keep it, you keep it up. You, uh, you're you're my inspiration too, because you never stop. That's for sure. A couple more questions for the great Joe Herb of Nash, the National Account, Man- Account Manager and Commercial Sales at Quanex, Quanex.com. So you're a blogger as well. That's something we have in common. Uh, you know, we okay. both post blogs. You post, uh, you know, blogs, and you have articles actually in the physical magazine. Uh, it's got to be kind of tough. I mean, you're, you're, you know, again, you're just an empty nester like a week ago. I mean, so you had a family that you were dealing with. You had had all this work, and then you're 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 you know blogging and, and writing columns for for different publications. Uh, you know, doing the technical thing. But let's talk about the writing. Where do you get that inspiration to post these these uh, you know tremendous pieces uh, that I that I've read up on the different magazine websites? Uh, what, what's driving you there? I'm flattered, Max. But thanks for recognizing. And uh, you know, I'm I'm like you. I think I've got a, an incredible passion for this industry and the people that we work with. And and quite frankly, that's the motivation. Uh, we talked a little bit about the culture and the need for getting the next generation uh, involved and engaged. Um, you know, there's there's weeks and months where uh, you know the well's a little dry and you, you're working looking for content as you know but uh, really that's what motivates me is looking for topics that are relevant that are real world that are tangible somebody uh, wants to put it that uh, you know I want to write in a way that uh, you know if it's a plant manager and we're talking about things that plant floor if it's somebody dealing with an installation challenge you know they feel comfortable with what I'm writing that they can rip it out of a magazine for those that still read the, uh, the hard copy yeah. and post it on a bulletin board somewhere or or maybe um, you know send it out on social media because you know it has a couple of key things they felt their people could l- learn from and uh, I guess I look for ways to, to write about things that will help myself and our industry get better and provide uh, solutions that really make a difference. And again, that, that comes uh, maybe part of that's from the you know, 29, 30 years of experience and being surrounded with some great people and, and just having an ear for what we're needing and try to write about things that they'll make a difference. So you keep it up, keep it up, my friend. I, I definitely enjoy it. And, uh, you know, your, you. your, your blogs, I believe are on us glass in usglass.com. And then you have columns that appear in over in glass magazine. Uh, so you're everywhere and I love it. So let's, let's keep that rolling. All right. So wrapping up, cause I know you're a busy man. I appreciate you jamming me into your schedule, uh, glass build. Uh, and that's something you've been to quite a few times. I've been quite a few times wearing different color shirts because we were, our companies had changed <laughs> names or, or something like that. So, uh, you know, but I think you're one of the people who get it. You get the fact that glass build plays a, a role. So talk to me about why, you know, you have had such success at Glassfield, and then Quantix is a massive, massive, important player in the middle of the show every year because they are so good, and your company is so good, and such a supporter. Uh, talk a little bit about the whole Glassfield experience for you and and Quantix. You said it. I've been. I think I've been to you know Glassfield since it started. I mean, from the beginning, right. and it has so. And, and for Quantix as well, we've been. Uh, a major contributor there but for us it's for me it's important for us it's important because it's an opportunity 
Um, and our customers know us, but it's an opportunity to get together, whether it's your peers, your 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 current um, partners or your prospects that you're working on. It's it's about showcasing our products, of course. Don't get me wrong. I mean, having a booth, being able to showcase the latest and greatest in our capabilities and processes, um, it's an absolute must to be there to see that, for others to see that, engage as they're looking for what's going to take their company to the next level. Uh, you know, we believe that Quantix has those types of solutions that help them get there. Uh, but personally, I think there's so much more to glass build than just the products. The products are vitally important, but, you know, networking with your peers, partners and prospects, and then just being able to, you know, build on your knowledge. I mean, the, the conversations and the networking that take place at glass build over the years, uh, whether you knew, I, I remember the first time coming into the industry and getting to my first glass show, um, and being mentored by someone that had been around for a while, um, walking around and, and talking about back then it was what a thermal break is or what, uh, right. you know, what this window or that curtain wall was or what this component does to go into this uh, system and why it makes a difference. Uh, I mean, it was just a sponge taking it all in and, and glass build is one of those places where you can do that. Bring your, bring your new, uh, new hires, those that are going to be up and coming, get them out there to get to see the, the competition, get them to see the new technologies and motivate them to really get engaged um, I think it's all of those things, Max. It really, uh, there's a lot of opportunity and, you know, we're excited about being uh, there again this year. I think there's, um, you know, there's going to be some surprises uh, at the booth. You guys will have to come out and check out. I will. Um, I, I was uh, told I cannot talk about it and uh, you guys have to come see it. So there's your yeah. driver to get, get out and see it. It's, it's really going to be a great show. Uh, again, Atlanta, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a good time. Um, there's always a lot of folks there and, and we'll have our full team there to support uh, the capabilities and the products that we'll be bringing to the table. Yeah. And I think, I think the nice thing is the attitude that you guys have is yes, every, pretty much everybody knows who Quantix is. They, they know what you probably have, but yet your booth is always packed. And I always see you and the team, you know, showing different things to people. So it's not like, you know, we can all keep up on it, you know, every day, every single day, this is a great chance to go there, touch and feel the product. And you set it up beautifully in that great booth. And then you can grab the person and sit down and have a pop and, and talk through it. And I think that that's why it's such a, a nice, approach that you you and the team have taken every year we appreciate it max and really do look forward to, to seeing you there in person it's always great catching up with you i hope you'll stop by i'll show you oh. some of the new things we're working on and um yeah it's gonna I, be a great time i will be there for sure i will not miss it and uh my friend thank you so much for doing the podcast i've had joe herb the national account manager commercial sales for quantix on here check them out at quantix.com see them at glass build you don't do not want to miss them at glass build it's always middle of the show floor can't miss it it's a beautiful booth green and white great colors of of my alma mater ohio university uh but but uh be beautiful booth and uh joe thank you so much for doing it i look forward to seeing you in person in a couple months my pleasure max thank you Okay, next up on the From the Fabricator podcast, this is a, a completely, I think this is, might be the most unique situation I've ever had on the podcast. I've got Nico Sanchez, president of Solite Systems, LLC. Find them online at Solite Systems. That's S-O-L-I-T-E systems, all one word, dot com. Find them online there. This is where it's interesting. I have only talked to Nico via LinkedIn very briefly. I don't know anything about his company. So where I've had people on my podcast before, that I didn't know, I knew their companies, I knew what they did. 
I don't know anything about either. So we're all going to learn together. I'm fascinated by what I learned a little bit by looking at Nico's website and chatting a little bit with him on LinkedIn. So now we're going to really chop it up uh, for the next little bit on the podcast. Nico, thank you so much for doing the pod. No, thank you. Happy to be here. It's awesome to have you. Let's start. Let's start with you. I mean, uh, you personally, uh, I always like to get to know everybody that I talk to, and part of it is just being a serial networker too. I I love to you yeah. know, uh, you know talk to people. <laughs> I can and get, tell from LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting to know people. So so t- tell me, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? And how'd you end up in our crazy building space? <laughs> so I um I was born and raised in in Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I'm I'm 42 years old as a about a week and a half ago. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, th- thank you. Um, 17th, actually. Um, nice. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what really brought me to this this market is uh, I've been in glass and glazing for about 14 years. Okay. Um, started off as a, a CAD draftsman, <laughs> okay. oddly enough, um, and then kind of worked my way up through there. Um, started manager's positions and actually I developed my own... Uh, um, it was like a whole division for architectural panels and things. And, um, you know, just kind of worked my way up and, and, and learned everything I could about the business uh, sure. before I started this venture. And, um, yeah, like I said, about 14 years doing it. Nice. Uh, it's, nice. It, it's been, it's been quite a, uh, quite a journey. No, no doubt. So you were born in Worcester. Did you live there your entire life or how, how'd you get around? Cause you're in Florida now, correct? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, <laughs> So my my phone number is from Florida. Okay, um, but no, I'm in uh, in Rhode Island. I no grew way. up in okay in uh, in Worcester and and actually a little small town right next to Worcester, which is Holden. Uh, okay, no one really <laughs> know about Holden, but uh, so I grew up there. Um, and it was probably ten years ago. Uh, I moved down to Rhode Island area, okay. and then and then we moved down to the Florida for a couple of years, and had to move back here, but. No, I'm back here in Rhode Island, so been here see, for about. See, five. I was not joking that I knew nothing. I thought you lived in Florida, so 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 it was all off the phone number. So there you go. So right, all right. So, <laughs> so I, I got, got the yeah. I got the phone number, and then I never changed it. All right, nothing wrong with that. All right, so now let's let's move over to SoLight. Uh, t- talk talk to me about what you built, what it is, how it fits in our world, because again, you know, I think you'll explain it better than me, especially when I still thought you lived in Florida. That shows you how good my research is. <laughs> Uh, talk to me about SoLight. Uh, I'm very curious. So the the reason you haven't really, you know, seen my business around is because it's fairly new. Okay. Um, okay. So it was probably late last year when I started getting into it and and started really digging in. Um, so basically, SoLight is is an interior glazing company. Okay. Um, okay. So we do demountable wall partitions. We do. Um, you know, sliding glass doors, uh, operable walls, things, things like that. Sure. Um, and, uh, so it was about a year ago. Um, I had a great idea. Um, and I was doing some STC testing right down in, uh, inner tech. Um, and when I was down there, I was talking to those guys and I, I said, what, what's the craziest system you've ever seen? What, what performed the best? And, and those guys were like, well, you know, there's some good systems that get really high ratings. Um, you know, they have, you know, X, Y, Z for, for features. Um, but no one has all those features combined. Okay. And me okay. with my engineering background, you know, I'm schooled as a mechanical engineer. So my, my engineer brain goes, 
I'm going to go design that system that's got all those components within it. Um, so I did. And, and then, you know, it took me probably about, I'd say four or five months to get the system solid, um, you know, because, you know, I'm an engineer, so I had to make sure every little piece and component fit perfectly sure. and it worked sure. and functioned the way I wanted it to. Um, you know, I made 3D prints um, first before anything, and, you know, I was putting them all together and making everything work. And, uh, you know, before I went full production, um, but, it, you know, it's it's been quite a process. Um, the, the biggest thing that I want to make sure I could get, which is very difficult in this space, yeah. um, is a patent. Okay. So I went out and I got a utility patent. I talked to patent lawyers and everyone, and and they all said it's very difficult. You have to be so different and everything needs to be completely new to get a, a patent. So I went out and I, I did it. I got a utility patent and Congrats. Um, that is, that is an effort because <laughs> pat, patents aren't easy to begin with. And then when you talk about a space like you're in that it, it's even harder. So uh, right. kudos to you, kudos to you. So you're in the demountable, the interior office setup, you know, and, and one of your big plays is the acoustical. I, I assume that was one of the yes. X, Y, Z things that you wanted to check off because I know when you're talking about the interior systems, the biggest complaint everybody has is the acoustics. And I, exactly. it's not, yeah. it sounds like, it sounds like you've solved that. I, 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 believe i did um i went and did testing on on my own material um it was in, uh what was it it was june when, okay. when i went out there to okay. test and everything tested phenomenally Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. you know so all my double glazed stuff i'm not sure if you're familiar with sdc ratings and things yes. like that yes. yes um yes. nothing so my lowest score was a 52 wow. which is <laughs> which is very good and that's with half inch glass um, that's great that's great. So, yeah, no, you, so you, all, you go ahead. You've got something. Here. All I that, like this. I was, you know, I was saying all that hard work and engineering paid off, you know. Okay. So so I'm I, I like this. So I'm with Nico Sanchez, president of Solite Systems. Check them out at solitesystems.com. That's S-O-L-I-T-E-S-Y-S-T-E-M-S. Solitesystems.com. Uh and, and so you know it's interesting. You're in you're in a pretty good space. You know, a little bit of a challenging space, obviously, because of the office uh, issues, and that's probably where a lot of your work comes from. But you you are in a niche sort of space. You're a relatively new company, from what I'm picking up. How are you getting your word out there? I mean, it's great that you're on on this this podcast, and I know you're you're active on LinkedIn. But what else are you doing to try to spread the word uh, so people know that you've got this incredible <laughs> this incredible system with with just absolutely dazzling STC numbers. So I, uh, uh, the, the next thing that I did once I started was I, I knew I needed marketing. Um, gotcha. so I hired a, a phenomenal marketing person, um, and she does amazing work. She, uh, it's kind of out of my realm of the graphic design portion of it. Like I can do it a little bit, but right. so I wanted to make sure I hired someone who is like, you know, a superstar in that area. Good. And she for sure is, um, actually the first thing she did was uh overhaul my entire website there you go she's like oh we're gonna change your website and i was like oh geez sorry and, and listen um, to the marketing people i know you engineer types think you can market <laughs> but listen to the marketing people they know what they're doing go ahead i'm sorry right and uh yeah so we're doing email blasts and and contacting you know everyone i can think of like i went through my entire phone and i was like all right who did i know you know, way back 10 years ago and reached out to them, hey, you know, seeing what they're doing and, um, you know, promoting on LinkedIn and, and um, 
I have uh, an RCAT account. I'm not okay. sure if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 So I have all my stuff is on RCAT, which, you know, a lot of people are doing downloads from there. Um, good. Good. Know, I'm just doing everything I can to, to get out there. Yeah. And, and so, and how, how, how long, have, how long has Solite been in business? Cause that's the one thing I didn't look up. How long have you uh, been, been so in business? We, we officially, like I officially got my LLC in January of this year. Okay. Okay. Um, but obviously it takes time to get things going, you know, yep. product manufacturing and all that stuff. It wasn't until about April where I, when I finally uh, uh, opened doors and said, all right, let's go. It's go time. You know? And now you're rolling. Now you're rolling. I like this. It's exciting. Nico Sanchez of Solite Systems. All right. going to mix it up a little bit. A fun one. Uh, as I'm getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, so, so it's kind of a two-part question. What famous person would you love to have dinner with? And who is the most famous person you think you've ever met? And as I wrote you uh, on this, I, I met Shaq Shaquille O'Neal once uh, in passing. He was just, you know, he was. I've met a few famous people along the way, but but to me, he's the most famous and obviously the tallest and, and one that stood out the most. How about you? Which which uh, who who would you like to have dinner with, and who's the most famous? So I, I this is a tough question. Like yeah. when when I got your list of questions, I was like, oh man, who who would I like to have dinner with? You know, yeah. like. So many people out there, you know, I'm thinking like presidents of the United States, maybe, mm -hmm. or like, um, but the, the one person that really kind of comes to mind, yeah. um, and I might get a little bit of uh, slack for this, but uh, Elon Musk. I would oh, love my. to meet Okay. Him. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of videos that he's in and, and interviews that he's done. And he seems hilarious and funny and <laughs> He, he he's a different cat that's for sure and i mean right. the guy's brilliant and and uh, you being an engineer sure. him being an engineer you, you two probably could could uh, have the same language i could see this right yeah yeah I, absolutely I, I love it he'd probably make you change your name to x solite you know something like that because <laughs> yeah. he loves that that x in there either whether it's spacex right. or anything but that's awesome very cool and and then who would you run into in your he, go ahead go ahead no I, go ahead finish your say, Elon. yeah just the things he does like I mean, the, the models of this Tesla, you know, yeah. the uh, they spell out sexy. I mean, <laughs> who does that? Like, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he is creative. He is he, yeah, he's, right. he is brilliant, but he is definitely polarizing because of, you know, the approaches that he takes. But I mean, when you look at SpaceX and you look at Tesla, uh, it's it's hard right. to argue. Hard. Uh, I'll agree. And, and he's doing a lot, you know, for the, the environment and things like that. And yep. You know, I'm definitely behind that and on board with that, like, you know, energy and yeah. sustainability, like those are all huge things on, on my mind too, you know? Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. And, and have you run into anybody famous in your life? You know, who's, who's the most famous? So, so when I was uh, younger, um, yeah. you know, I was in the, the band scene and I was a musician. Okay. I was actually the singer of a band and, and over the course of that time, I met quite a few famous uh, musicians. Nice. I think probably, you know, not really my genre of music, but I met Eminem. Um, Detroit, you know, my guy. A... Okay. He's one of my guys. I love it. Yeah. How was he? Uh, I'm met... curious. Was he, was he a decent guy or uh, I mean, I'm curious. Um, he was very quick to, okay. you know, he said hello and it was a very quick meeting. I didn't really get to, you know, meet with him too long, but you know, it was a shake hands kind of thing. Nice. Um, nice. Other people I've met, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but um, Dimebag Daryl, I met him. He's a, uh, um, a guitar player for a, a heavier metal band, Pantera. Yeah. Pantera, um, right? Yeah, I met um, I met what's his name, Tony Hawk. I met oh, him. Wow. He's skateboarder. He's yeah. just like you. He's very tall. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it. This yeah. is this is good. What's, what sort of music did your band play? I'm big into this because we got Carl Chris from from uh, DFI who was in a band for years, the Medflies. What sort of music did you play? So it was it was heavier stuff. Um, okay, okay, very know, cool. I, I was the singer. I did uh, a lot of screaming, a lot of singing. You know, back when I was younger, of course. I, I like it. I like it. We'll have to get you uh, hooked up with Carl, and we 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 could have a glass industry uh, a band here with with some of the talent that we have. Katie so, Devlin from Glass Magazine's a hell of a talent too. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the promotional ideas I had, yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't think I'll be able to do it this year, but was to get my wall set up in some sort of um, you know like a trade show or something, right? Like so, set up a, a an enclosure for my stuff and put a a band inside of it. Because nice. I get such high SDC ratings, uh, hopefully no one will be able to hear what's going on inside. <laughs> yeah, know? hey, that's putting just have, that's, you know band rock and yeah. out playing drums and guitar and you know that's putting your money where your mouth is. I I see I see Glassville twenty twenty four in Dallas. I think that's going to be a uh, a possibility yeah. there for you. I like that idea, and that's for a good sure. way to show it. It's a great way to show the acoustical ability and also right. your musical uh, stylings too. I love it. Very yeah. cool. That was that was. Cool. I don't know if I would play in it, but I, I I like it. I like it, and I, I you know I live in Detroit. I'm a big Eminem guy just because of being here in Detroit, and uh, and so very sure. cool that you met him and like like the rest of it. Very good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, again, Nico Sanchez from Solite Systems is my guest. He's the president of the company. Find them at Solite, and Solite is spelled S O L I T E Systems dot com. Uh, I, I love this from from what I saw. One of your pillars is patience. The word patience. Yes. It's my dad's favorite word. So it, it it hit me there. So that was pretty cool. Where did that come about for you? And 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 how does that that relate to you and so like? So where that kind of came in is is like I said before. I've been in the business for fourteen years. So patience is a a, a big thing, and I'm seeing it more and more on the the business owner end. Yeah. You know, being yeah. patient with customers, patient with, um, you know, other vendors and, you know, although sometimes it can be uh, a little tough, but yeah. Um, yeah, but being able to have that patience, like if a customer comes to me and says, oh, they want, you know, you know, my system, but they want it powder coated this color. And then I get that all set up and then they're like, oh, no, we, you know, we changed our mind or the architect changed their mind. They want to see it this color. You know, it, it's something you got to have is patience with these people. You, you, you can't just assume that, you know, the job's going to be set in stone and done right off the bat. And, sure. You know, sure. sure. And, 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 and in our world, nothing ever happens, A, as fast as you want it to, and B, right. as, as smooth and clean as, as you hope it will. Uh, there is right, that. So pa patience means a lot. And, and I, I like it. You know, it's it's rare to be a startup you know, like you are and, and also be able to preach patience because you, you feel, I'm sure you feel that internal pressure. You want to go, you want to go and you want to push it. <laughs> and I'm sure you've got your neck out on, on the line, but you know, you're also yeah. being realistic of, okay, we gotta, you know, we, you know, we gotta do it right. And we gotta do it the best we can. Cause you don't get a second chance to make that first impression. Right. And and that's the thing, like before I, I started in January and I waited four months before I even, you know, put out any kind of post or anything. Um, you know, so patience is a big thing. It, Good. And I have, uh, you know, about right now, about a quarter of a million dollars into this business. So, um, yeah, you got to gotta make it work, right? Yep. And you will. <laughs> you will. I like this. I like your attitude. So so speaking of, of, you know, you've put the money into the business. How are things looking like right now? I mean, again, you're still early on, but what are you looking for 2024? How's your backlog coming along? Uh, you know, what are you feeling like right now? 
So I, I've been very fortunate actually so far. Um, so it, it's only been a few months and we have uh, three jobs that are secured, um, you know, POs and deposits and, and, you know, so it's looking really well. Um, you know, my hope is to be at a million dollars by the end of this year. Okay. Um, okay. And then, you know, another hope, I guess, is uh, three to five million within the next, you know, two or three years. Sure. sure. Um, and it's going very well. I mean, I have no complaints. Okay. And how do you, you know, are, are you going to business with, with manufacturers reps? Uh, you know, how are, how are you reaching the masses that way? Uh, right now, just marketing. Okay. Just you straight know, guerrilla just, marketing. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Meeting okay. as many people as I can, phone calls, sending out email blasts. Okay. Good, good. Just checking in on that. All right. So so before I wrap up, I'm with Nico Sanchez, president of Solite Systems. Find them online, solitesystems.com. Will I see you at Glassfield in Atlanta? I know you're a busy man. Are you going to sneak to Atlanta in, in October and I get to meet you in person and uh, and then you get to, you know, uh, you know, work the room a little bit? So I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at having a booth. I think I might be a little late to the game to get a booth. Um also, it's, I think it's about 20 grand to get down there and have a booth and all that stuff. But um, so definitely their booth is still kind of up in the air. Yeah, I think I think uh, it, 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 you know, at this date, you know, a you getting there, I think is the crucial thing. Booth right. might not be the you know, might not have your best, uh, you know, interest in mind at with not a lot right. of time left. It's going to be in October. It's going to be here before you know it. But you being there and, and uh, you know, you, you, you've got a look, Nico, that we're going to pick you right out of the crowd. So, <laughs> so you, you don't look like the rest of us in this industry, like with the bald head. Oh. So, so, so yeah, you got, you got the tats. You're looking good. The ink's the ink's working for you. So uh, that's all so, from the band days, too. I, I'm assuming it's not from the glass industry for sure. Uh, I got it everywhere. I so. love it. I love it. No, I look forward to meeting you at Glass Build, and I think it's important that you're there and you're you're able to, uh, you know, kind of uh, you know uh, spend some time networking and and uh, you know getting involved in in uh, you know in, in the education and just just work in the room. You know, work for in the sure. room. So so that'll be good to have yep, you and, there. And I was the. Um, I was in Vegas last year and it was okay. fantastic. Um, it was a great time and I'm hoping uh, <clears throat> Atlanta will be just as fun. Yeah, no, Atlanta will be a, Atlanta will be good. Atlanta, you've know, yeah, because I, I believe you've never been to a show in Atlanta, correct? You know, Atlanta, Not in Atlanta, okay. no. yeah, so, so the vibes are different. The Vegas show is usually a little bit more, you know, loosey goosey and fun because people like to go yeah. have fun in Vegas. Atlanta show is definitely the more of the hardcore. I want to learn. I want to buy. I want to. I want to build my supply chain. Good. I want to network. So you know where you're at in your your process. It's perfect for you of wanting to just keep growing and strengthening what you've got going on. So yeah, wonderful. I, I can't wait. It well, should look, be fun. I look forward. To it. it will be. It will be a priority of mine to uh, to meet you there in person. Uh, and and after this podcast, you know, you, you're you're going to get recognized by a few people. I can I can I can promise you that. So maybe that'll help the business. <laughs> So, but yeah, uh, you can I, also you'll also be able to see me if you. Yeah, maybe maybe you won't be able to see him, but I I do tend to wear crazy socks. Love it, love it, love it. We all have our we all have have our things. I love it. That's cool. So look for you. Look for the socks. Nico Sanchez, Solite Systems. Uh, interesting business. Fresh and ready. Demountables, interior systems. Super high acoustic performance. So you know, with the return to the office sort of thing going on, and people wanting privacy. Uh, you know, this this changes the game a little bit on the interior office uh, setup. And uh, good for you. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, you got to be pretty pumped about. Uh, you know, what, what you're bringing to market. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And everyone I speak to is very excited about it. 
Wonderful. You know, specifically when I mentioned what the SDC ratings we got, they're like, really, you got a in the fifties, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll bring up STC to a potential customer and they'll say, yeah, do you have anything in the like 45 range? And I was like, yeah, 45. <laughs> it's nothing. That's child's play. I love, <laughs> right? it. I love it. Well, well check out what he has. It's so light systems.com and, uh, and you get to see him walking around at Glassfield. and Nico, thank you so much for doing the pod. Look forward to getting to know you, you over the years. This has been great. Yeah, I'm going to be here for a while. So, <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. May have you back again sometime to uh, talk about your successes. This is super. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Thank Great. you. Work in the glass or fenestration industry? Build your team, business, and livelihood by attending the biggest industry event of the year, Glass Build America. Join your peers, prospects, and competitors in Atlanta, October 31st through November 2nd for the ultimate business building and networking event, Glass Build America. Learn more and register at glassbuild.com. That's glassbuild.com. Register for free using promo code POD. Okay, okay. Next up on the From the Fabricator podcast, I am thrilled to be joined by Charles Lubecki, the Director of Marketing and Project Solutions at Q Railing. You can find them online at www.q-railing.com, also www.q-na.com. Charles, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have a conversation and see where it goes today. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. A big fan of Q. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about glass build and some other things uh, that you uh, specifically have been pretty dominant in. But let's start with you uh, and your path to the glass industry. It's interesting. Uh, before we got on, you know, I said, you know, you're director of marketing, you've added more responsibility, you're part of the US leadership team uh, for Q railing. But let's talk about your past. Where'd you grow up? How did you end up getting in the glass and glazing world? So, it's, it's a little bit of a long path, so to speak. Uh, okay. I actually, um, I'm from the Midwest. Uh, I'm a Midwesterner. I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago, okay. uh, which is one of the architectural meccas, I personally think, in the world. Yeah. Um, I went to college at Ball State University. Uh, Ball and State I Cardinals, actually, the, the Mac. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, a Mac guy. I like it. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I actually started out as just a sole major in architecture. Okay. 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 And then my my father, who had uh, always been in the building trade and was a general contractor, got me an internship at an architectural firm that he was doing a, a building. Okay. And I interned there and I, I realized what it meant to really practice architecture. And I'm a really outgoing individual. Mm -hmm. I really like to get out and meet people and everything. And when I went to architecture school, the first few weeks, people said, well, why are you here? Everyone said, well, what, what brought you to architecture? And I had, I had two visions that I wanted to pursue. The first was to be an architectural marketer okay. or to go into building law, Ooh, okay. go to you know law school after sure. I went through architecture school. And I realized that architecture was only a small snippet of the bigger picture that I wanted to do in life after I did that internship at the architecture firm. I said, I want to do more than sit down and just draw details and do buildings. I want to go out there and meet people and sell this to people. And so what I did was I went and I changed my major and I ended up pursuing a, a major in business administration with a focus in marketing and channel management 
And I still pursued and finished out my architecture degree, my okay. four-year uh, okay. architecture degree. And ironically, going through the interview process and exiting college, I had no intention of going back to the architectural industry. Sure, sure. Whatsoever. <laughs> I had interviews with, believe it or not, paper cells, paper company, banks, clothing yeah. companies, a, a whole faceted bunch of different companies that I had offers with and was pursuing as my future in in uh, in sales, really. Sure, sure. And so the gentleman that I, I interned for actually called my father and said, have Charles give me a call. Okay. And I want him to come see me when he's in town next. And so just being open-minded, I said, I'm going to go listen to him. And he said, I know that you changed your major. And I know that you don't want to do architecture. Right. But I have always wanted an architectural marketer, somebody who understands what we do and can communicate it in a very meaningful way to our customers. Right. 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 He said, I have one deal for you, though. You have to sit on the boards for three years before you get to go sell. Oh, wow. Because when you go sell, I want you to be able to respond to someone and say, I know exactly what you're saying. I've been there. I've done it. This is what we're going to do for you. Interesting. Okay. So, went back to college, weighed that offer, gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. And I took it and I started for a company called EarthTech at the time. Okay. okay? Eventually, EarthTech was bought by AECOM. And so big, I, big firm. Yeah, big firm. Yep, yep, yep. Big firm. Ended up uh, working for EarthTech AECOM for 10 years in technical design, in business development and project management. I actually spent five years uh, working in the walls of the city of Chicago of the Department of Construction and Permits, working as a consultant, refining their process, communicating how you, you know, get a permit through the, through the city of Chicago, working where we could make it more efficient for the individuals managing some programs. I actually managed uh, all of the consultants that were in on the floor at the Department of Construction and Permits uh, that were from my firm, did the training of all the new project managers. And so I spent five years doing that. And so I got really a, a strong understanding of building practices, uh, code, those kind of things. I started on the smaller side, working on residential and interior buildouts, and I ended on the very large side in the Department of Construction and Permits, doing permits for the skyscrapers, sure, you know, sure. large things that were getting built in the city of Chicago. So I had a, a large exposure to that. That was the first 10 years of my career. And then my wife said, I'd like to move to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. She's a, she was a fan of Breaking Bad. She wanted to live in uh, well, Walter no, White's hometown. Well, no, that's where she was from. Yeah, okay. That's where she All was right. from. So we were yeah. going back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I don't know if you're familiar with Albuquerque, New Mexico, but architecture isn't, uh, no. I would say, the forefront of kind of what New Mexico is about, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're about green chili and you know warm weather. I, I'm as far as Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are based in in, in New Mexico okay. and Albuquerque. That's as far as my knowledge gets. So so you've gone and, from Mun Muncie to Chicago to to Albuquerque. This is interesting. Keep yep, going. Yep, yep, yep. So I told my wife, I said, "Well, it's about time to start using my marketing and sales sure. side of my career." 
Yeah. So I made a short stint, got my real estate license, sold some real estate for a little bit, but realized it was about 2010. The market hadn't quite recovered yet. And so I ended up working for a company called Unirac. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. Unirac no, was no. Yep. is that they're a company who sells solar racking yep. that either goes on residential, commercial roofs, or utility scale applications. Yeah, right? I know, know a few reps and, for them. Absolutely. Yes, yes. No, no, yeah, no, the product. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they were owned by Hilti yeah. at the time. Yeah. Okay. So really stayed kind of in the building industry just a little bit. Uh, did really well at Unirac. Started off in inside sales. Moved my sales as a channel marketing specialist, then to a marketing specialist, to marketing project manager, to uh, the manager of marketing for North America for Unirac. Nice. Very that was nice. about a seven-year stint there. And so mm -hmm. then I found myself saying, yeah, I had someone reach out to me and I was getting very heavily uh, recruited by a window and door company okay. called Raynars. Yep. Know them too. Okay international company they're yep. uh they're forced to be reckoned with in the european side of the market sure are. and they had entered into the u.s uh not too long ago this is about 2015 spent about three years with them and then uh i actually met jan hulen who is currently yep. now the president and uh general manager of q railing north america yep. at that that location and then uh, Jan and I got to talking, and I basically started at uh, Q Railing in 2021. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so so 2020. Sorry, 2000, yeah, so, so 2020. Is third, this is my third third year, right? So, yeah. well, Jan Jan's a very um, good, very good man, and and obviously uh, you saw something in you with your past, and and uh, and especially experience, and now it makes a little bit of sense that you you know especially with. Your your knowledge and your breadth of knowledge of how you you came to be, uh, just because you've you've worked in so many different aspects of our world from the architecture side, you know, and the marketing side. That now I get why you have what you have and the chops that you have. So it's a, it's an interesting path. I like that, uh, and and the success that you're having. And so let's talk about Q railing because, uh, you know, Q, uh, you know, is just ha has been on a roll, uh, these last couple of years. Interesting, you know, around the same time that, that you, you rolled into town in 2020, it was, it was growing and growing, but now it's been kind of, uh, like on steroids. So talk about what Q does and, uh, what's been the driver of this great growth. So yeah, uh, Q railing is an international company, right? We're, mm -hmm. uh, founded in and headquartered out of Germany. Uh, was founded in 2006 and came to the U U.S. in 2009. Right. They're an international provider uh, in many markets, in addition to Germany, all over the world, including the U.S., for a variety of balustrade solutions, including base shoe, base clamps, adapters, post and rail solutions, aluminum rail solutions, um, to basically hit all the three major markets, right? Residential, light commercial, uh, heavy commercial high rise, you know, uh, applications. Sure. Um, Q railing really does provide what we call the quintessential glass railing, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the base shoes and the base clamp adapters. Um, what I really think has fueled the growth for Q railing over the past few years is the focus and the business plan that Q railing has taken. Okay. Yeah. Um, Q railing does not desire to be the largest company in the market. 
What we desire to do is find new customers, service them better than anyone else out there in the market, giving them possibly everything they can need and want along mm -hmm. with our products. And what I really think has fueled our growth, if I were to give you a one word answer, it's people. Yeah, It's our people. It's our company and our culture that the customer comes first and uh, we give them that little extra service that they need, right? Now, the other thing that I think is helping fuel our growth is the diversity in our go-to-market strategy. So we go to market in a multitude of different ways. We go to market, uh, we sell just straight components, piece and parts. Yeah. The installers that may come, you know, to to the back of our factory, even make a will call pickup. Uh, we sell prefabricated products where if you want to post with clamps and and saddles and all of that pre-installed, we'll do that as well. And just in and biggest growing part of the market is our project solutions services. Yeah. And that's where we'll basically take the whole project from basically the plans that are given to us. We'll decide what system is the best. We'll we'll engineer the anchors. We'll engineer the glass. We'll engineer the balustrade system. We'll stamp those entire sets. We'll put together shop drawings. We'll do any prefabrication, any prepackaging necessary in the field. And we'll send that entire product out to the market in that fashion. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and I think that's where the diversity of my experiences has come into play and, yeah. and where I have found a niche in. And, and not, not only uh, st I started here as a director of marketing, but then moved into the uh, director of project solutions because my experience very closely relates to all of those uh, steps that we do to bring the product to market in that area, right? Nice. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice. And so if you missed it, I'm with Charles Lubecki, director of marketing and project solutions at QRailing. You can see them online at q-railing.com and also q-na.com uh, for their information and, and their their uh, product line. And speaking of products, I mean, so you, you gave us the background of everything you've got going on. It is a soup to nuts sort of thing. The support is tremendous. What's the hot individual product that you've got going on right now? Is there something that's uh, standing out uh, amongst all the all the different railing and balustrade offerings you have? I think it's base shoe. I think okay. people are really trying to modernize these uh, remodels and these renovations of these buildings. It, it, it is a difference maker for that. Really, it really changes things. That look is, is huge. Go ahead. I'm sorry to mean interrupt you. I do. Th no, I think you're right. No, I think that's you're right. right. It, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's what it is. It really yeah. opens up the views. Yep. It really modernizes the exterior of the buildings. And, and one of the things that that people don't realize is that Beishu is very easy to install, yeah. right? Once you get past engineering your anchor down to either a concrete or a steel substrate, um, it's very easy. It's placing the base shoe, it, it's, it's putting in the glass and the gaskets, and, and it's a really, it, it's a few component, easy to install system. And there's a universal language in the glazing industry for base shoe, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think really is hot for Q railing is our Q disc. It's a unique proprietary, uh, element that we have in our base shoe that you insert every about 10 inches where the glass is placed and it allows you to actually level the glass so it gives you some little bit of final adjustment needed that you have in the field and um 
it's really been a game changer for us. People have really adapted nice. to that. It's moving away from the wedge or the taper lock or, or putting in, uh, you know, we have the same thing, wedge taper lock, or what is even some of the things that we have seen is it's really moving away from cementing in the glass, right? That's, that's technology of yesteryear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's really making those advancements. Um, so I would really say it's base shoe cool. is, is really what we're seeing take off. And, I, and, 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 I, and I, you know, I think the biggest key is, is it, it really dramatically turns the look of the building uh, and it, you know, people want natural light so badly and, and you have this great, you know, you know, great place, whatever the case may be. And then it gets blocked by an old fashioned sort of railing or old fashioned sort of, uh, you know, uh, framing on a railing and, you know, Q definitely, uh, with this product changes that game a little bit. So good, good for you guys. I, I can see why that's popular. Very nice. So, so, uh, switching things up a little bit, a fun one for you, uh, curious if you could be any fictional character, what would it be and why? So I'm just going to preface. You gave me these questions ahead of time. I, I right? did. This is and, a tough and, one. And so this, I had to. I had to give this, this one to you this, ahead of this time. This was a challenging one, Matt. Yes. And I had, well, you're, you're a marketer. To... You're a marketer. I figured I wasn't going to give you what your favorite food is because you're a marketer. You you could think of something good. you know. And if I gave you time, you know, you'd come up with something. That's why. Yeah. I, so, I got confidence so... in you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I asked some people if you were to think of me as a fictional character, what it would it be? And yeah. I got some out there answers, but I, I really did think about this, and I said, let me think about some of the personality traits and the things that that embodies me as an individual, yeah. and then that's where I'm going to come up with this answer. And so I'm going to start with some of the characteristics that Maybe. embodies this <laughs> individual, right? So. One of the things through my professional career that I've always done is I've always taken counsel of the wiser people that are in the room, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always had an opportunity to work what I would say is some top caliber individuals out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've worked some for some very large organizations, AECOM, Hilti. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, Ertec was owned by Tyco. Yeah. Um, so no small organizations by, by any means. I mean, I even did my... Uh, my marketing internships at Motorola, which is yeah. the name of the past, right? Yep. Uh, the other thing is that all the knowledge that I've been giving recently, I've seen myself passing down. Okay. Right. To the people who work for me, and I always, I always, as a manager, have one thing: is that I want to be accessible. And when I end a call with anyone I work with, I say, if you have any questions or anything, give me a call. I'm here to answer or to chat with you, sure, right? Sure. And so when I think about this, I also worked with an individual and he called me his young Padawan. Uh -huh. Okay. And it was an individual when I was at Raynar's and he, he'd been a long-term window and door guy and worked for Colby for so many years. And he taught me all the technical things about it. And so my answer is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love it. I love it. Right? Lo yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi was taught to be a Jedi through the council, and then he was given his own Padawan and still continues to grow and take counsel by the wiser people that surround him. And I think that embodies who I am as an individual. You nailed it. Obi-Wan. Uh, it's perfect. Perfect. Very cool. Very, very cool, my friend. I love it. And so, uh, my son's a huge Star Wars uh, nut. I can't wait to tell him I talked to the 
glass and glazing industries version of Obi-Wan today. So that's perfect. There that's you a, go. That's a there fantastic one. A couple more questions. I got uh, Obi-Wan, also known as Charles Lubecki, Director of Marketing and Project Solutions at QRailing. Uh, glass build. We got to talk about glass build. So the last couple of years, you as Director of Marketing have created the best booths in different two different categories, uh, best in show, fantastic exhibits, really attractive to the users. Uh, of the show, the attendees of the show, voted by those attendees, uh, a select group of judges uh, has best in show in two different categories, two years in a row. What do you have on tap for this year, my friend? What are we going to see? I know you don't want to give it all away because we got to be surprised when we go to Atlanta in October, but what do you got up your sleeve? So I think we set, have uh, some product launch, some enhancements to our base shoe. Super, super. Uh, product line. We have a product coming out called Strong. Okay. Which is an enhancement to our max base shoe. It is actually 30% more robust. Uh, our max base shoe is known as the market as the uh, product that can handle windscreens up to 96 inches tall. Nice. So we really think that Strong will bring a product to the market of windscreens that will be over 10 feet. Okay. We will be featuring that in our booth, right? Um. I think we're going to bring a mid-century modern feel to our booth here. We're going to change it up a little bit. I Good. think we went classical, European, clean, sleek, modern lines. And I think the reason why is because one of the other things we're working on here at Q is we're working on a new headquarters uh, space. Wow, great. So, so we're going to bring uh, some of our uh, elements that we're going to incorporate into our new office as okay. part of our booth. So I think we're going to see that. Super. I think we're going to bring some technology elements. I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do, but there will be some exciting things there. Um, I got to be honest with you, Max. It's going to be a little hard to pull a three-peat. Yeah, it's the challenge. And I have to, you know, the one thing that, that I got to give you a ton of credit for is that I'm there, you know, a few days before the show starts. And so I see when these booths come up from nothing. You know, and I see who's out there humping and hustling and, and everybody's out there. It's hot because there's no AC in the in, in there. So folks who show up on the first day of the show and the car, you know, everything's beautiful and lit, they don't know what happened the last few days before that when it's it's you know hot and miserable and there's stuff everywhere. Where I give you a ton of credit is you are in the trenches. You are in the trenches, you are getting your hands dirty. You know, I come over and say hi. I get to say hello. You kind of wave at me. We get, we get a few words, and you are back at it, like uh, you know, like the Energizer Bunny. So, uh, you know, you're definitely not standing standing uh, ten feet away, pointing things out. You get your hands dirty. You've built incredible booths, and yeah, if you can pull off a three peak, great. But uh, I do think uh, it's exciting uh, that you've got things like Strong coming to your booth. I look forward to seeing it, and really excited to see uh, you know see you and the team again at Q Railing uh, at Glassfield. So uh, kudos to you in the past, and excited for. Uh, what we got uh, in October at Glassfield. So awesome. And so speaking of Glassfield, just, uh, you know, one of the things I, I think that you picked up on it as a director of marketing, uh, you know, that there's, there's an importance to an event like that because you can get your messaging out, you know, you know, I, that's how I see it, but, but why is it important for you and for Q railing to be involved in an event like Glassfield? Well, I think, I think one, it's, it's, as you said, right. I think, it's it's brand presence, first of all, right? Uh, I think trade shows are coming back. The presence is really starting to, you know, yeah. get back to pre-COVID numbers. And I, I, I think the second thing is, is not everyone sees your products until they get to a trade show, right? right? 
Right. It, it's it's touch and feel. Um, and I think the key is, is that you got to make the experience fun for individuals. And that's it. And I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got to make it fun and memorable. So yeah. when they walk away, they they think they think about your company and and they associate that and it, and it, and, and it resonates with them. And I, I think that's the key is you got to be unique, yeah. right? You don't have to be big, just unique. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, you know, for those who haven't been to Glassfield, first off, shame on you. And second off, if you saw Charles's booths with Hugh, he did mix product with fun and memory and memorable things. So you got the feeling by seeing the product, touching the product, you know, getting to really, you know, if you wanted to get down on your knees and, and, you know, get down and dirty with the product. But there was also these other angles there where you also had a little bit of, of fun and a chance to blow off some steam, you know, a chance to win a hat, win, win different prizes, you know, play some games, you know, get immersed in something different and take your mind off of it. But the key was, you know, you didn't leave there without seeing the latest and the greatest. And that's where I give you a lot of credit. You mixed that seeing the product and you're right. You know, we can all go online and look at things and online's fantastic. Web presence are, are great. Nothing can replace seeing things in person, touching them and feeling them. And you do that. You execute that very well, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, and I, I think a lot of manufacturers do a great job. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. it, it's very impressive. I mean, I come from an industry that, you know, has solar power international. It's one of the biggest trade shows out been there. there right? been, to a show, been to that yep. show once in Anaheim. At, at, yep. Yep. Yeah. At, and, and I think Glassbuilt is starting to, to get to that point where it rivals it. And all of these booths really do have a very large engagement element. I mean, the machinery section alone is just, it's awe inspiring that these people bring these machines, they set them up in two to three days and the, it, 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 it it, it's crazy, right? Yeah, but yeah. but it's really where they can see these things all at once and make some really good buying decisions or strategic decisions for their next business year, right? Yeah. I think it's an important thing. No doubt, no doubt. And it is. It's something if you've never been, it's uh it's a heck of an event because you can see so much. All right. So I gotta I know you're busy. You you wear a lot of hats and uh it's been a crazy week. Then you know, when we're recording this, we're just a few days out from uh the hurricane that hit uh Southern California, the the earthquake, the hurricane, the tropical storm. So I know you're you're buried. Gotta ask you about the rest of this year and into next year. What's what's Q Rally looking like for 2024? How are you feeling about the industry, the forecast? What's your uh, gut feel uh, on the whole economic scene out there? So I do think the economic scene is 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 rearing its head slightly. I think it's more into the residential, light commercial, kind of smaller area. And I think we've seen that because interest rates have slowed some things down, right? Yeah. I think in the project business, we're growing. I, I really haven't seen it slowing down. I, I I converse with my customers and they're busy as they've ever been, right? Nice, and nice. so I don't think the pedal is coming off in the larger project sector, at least right now. Uh, we have a fairly good, healthy pipeline coming into 2024. We're very positive uh, on our outlook for 2024. And, and as I said, as a business, uh, our forecast is really we can balance the ebb and waves of the different sectors in the market because of the way we have our company structured. But I'm, I'm fairly optimistic that I think we'll start seeing things level out. And I think we'll start seeing the, the component business really to pick up here in 2024. And, and 
you know, I, I, I just don't see any signs from my perspective in the way that we've been conversing with our, you know, the personas, the installers, the architects, yeah. the general contractors, the glazers, that we've really seen the slowdown coming. We don't see it. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, this is this has been good. It's been good to get to know you. I've been with Charles Lubecki, Director of Marketing and Project Solutions over at Q Railing. Catch them online, q-railing.com, also q-na.com. Part of the uh Charles is part of the US leadership uh council and membership members over there at Q. Uh and uh hey, from from uh beginnings at Muncie, Indiana, as a Ball State Cardinal, I'm a fellow Mac guy at Ohio U. So I have a lot of respect for for anybody in the Mac conference all the way to uh, Southern California and also winning some things at, uh, at Glassfield and all you're doing at Q Railing. Thank you so much, Charles. This has been an absolute blast getting to know you and uh, good things ahead, my friend. Thank you, Max. Really, truly appreciate you inviting me and giving me the call to, to participate. Absolutely. I'll see you at Glassfield in a couple months. All right, that will wrap things up for the guest portion of our podcast. Thank you for uh, checking that out, Joe and Nico and Charles. Great guys. I hope to see them all at Glass Build this fall. Looking forward to that. That's going to be a tremendous show in Atlanta. That is October 31st to November 2nd. Uh, please sign up today and check that out at uh, glassbuild.com. Uh, the TV note, I don't have a lot for you. The, the writer strike starting to affect me a little bit. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of different documentaries uh, mostly sports, but uh, a couple that if you haven't seen, Only Murders in the Building. It's been out for a few seasons. The third season's just out now. Really good. That's on Hulu. Uh, love Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. They do a great job. Uh, and then Lioness, uh, Special Ops on Paramount Plus. It's a typical Taylor Sheridan sort of vibe. Uh, very simple, uh, put together, but interesting action. Uh, goes pretty fast. Good treadmill show is what I would say for that one. And it's called Lioness Special Ops on Paramount+. Plus. All right, that will do it for me. Thanks to MyGlassClass.com for sponsoring this podcast. Check them out at MyGlassClass.com for the best training in the glass and glazing industry, 24-7, 365. Can't miss that. And otherwise, we will see you soon on the next edition of the From the Fabricator podcast. And we'll see you at Glassville, too. Make sure you sign up right away. Thanks, everybody. Oh, the music is stopped.